Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third annual Christmas movie countdown. I'm here with Emma. Yahoo! And today, on our second episode of this month, we are talking about the movie Holiday Inn. Ooh, buddy. Prep your butts, kids. This shit is real. Um, yeah, this movie left me speechless. So... <laughs> Agreed. And angry and all sorts of things. So for <laughs> those of you who have never seen this film, um don't worry about it. A short history lesson about it. This movie was originally supposed to be the first of a set of movies about the same hotel in area. Mm-hmm. Basically, this movie got made and the intention was to make the movie white christmas a sequel of this film but fred astaire who was one of the main characters in holiday inn decided he didn't want to be a part of a sequel he didn't want to do a sequel to it nope so he was like okay bye and then um what is the guy's name danny i can never remember his name But the other guy from White Christmas jumped in and was like, okay, I'll be in it. Fuck it. And then it transformed from a sequel to basically a copy. But better. But better of Holiday Inn. So if you've seen White Christmas, you've seen the general story-ish to Holiday Inn. (laughs) It takes place on the same set. They use the exact same hotel set. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Bing Crosby sings like two or three of the same fucking songs in this movie as he does in White Christmas. He says all the same lines. Yeah, it's very similar. Um, But White Christmas is leaps and bounds uh, better than this movie. For all the reasons we're about to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will say I really liked the concept of this film, the idea that they were kind of going for. Uh Um, But man, it did not hold up. (laughs) Poor execution. Yeah. So fun fact, the hotel chain Holiday Inn actually got their name from this movie, which watching this movie now, I'm like, that's poor taste. <laughs> this is a bad choice. Um, Very I'm sure nice. many of you are confused because you love the movie Holiday Inn and you probably watch it every Christmas on TV. Uh, let me tell you, the version that you watch on TV is not the full version of this film. They took out an entire sequence uh, that they show. They don't. They refuse to show on TV anymore yep. for good fucking reason. Um, where the main two characters and an entire jazz band and all of the waiters and waitresses are in fucking blackface and they sing a song about abraham lincoln yup oh my so you've probably never seen that scene because you've watched it on tv so yeah it's not as magical as you probably want to think this movie is (laughs) nope so into the plot um this movie is takes place in the 40s this uh film was actually filmed 
and came out in 1942. So pretty fresh after um, America joined the war. Yeah. And pretty soon after America joined the war, um, everyone was like, okay, well, we need entertainment, right? So we're going to start these little shows. Um, there'll be like two people, two man shows. They'll be singing and dancing. And that'll kind of liven up the like horrible vibe that we're in right now because we're in a fucking war. Yeah. <laughs> so Jim Hardy played by uh, Bing Crosby and Ted Hanover played by Fred Astaire are (laughs) part of a popular New York City musical act. Um, They have a woman with them, Lila, who is their partner. Like the three of them are all in a show together. Bing Crosby sings, Fred Astaire dances, and Lila is the dancer as well. She dances with uh, Ted, basically. Um, Jim and Lila are dating. And they're, Jim is super excited. He's like, hey, it's fucking break. We're going to go out to the farm that I just purchased. And we're going to like live a low-key life. Like we're just going to take a fucking break. Great. Um, and Lila and Ted are kind of in serious conversation. Like, fuck, we really got to tell him. And we find out that Lila is a cheating ass hoe and has been with Ted behind Jim's back this whole time. And she is going to leave Jim to be with Ted. So Ted, super dick best friend, like, fuck that guy. Mind you, this is on Christmas Eve, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like the worst fucking time to get this news. So they tell Jim and Jim is just like, well. Fuck y'all. Bye. I'm still going to go to the farm. So. He goes to the farm and he tries to make it work for roughly, uh, I don't know, it seemed like a few months. There was, it was like this time lapse kind of happens where he's trying to repair the farm and deal with like the animals and everything. And Jim's just not cutting it. The farm life is, he's not a farmer as it turns out. Cause well, I think it was almost a, almost a year. Yeah. Because I think it stopped on Thanksgiving. Yeah, something like that. And he just like, it's he's not feeling it. He's not succeeding at bringing the farm to where it needs to be, basically, to be run properly. Because yeah. he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So he comes up with this plan. He is going to turn his farm into the Holiday Inn, which will become an entertainment venue open only on the holidays. Okay, which is a I think that's fucking great. Like, that's such a cool idea and concept. So after he comes up with this idea, he goes to New York City to tell um, Ted his which fucking why like fuck Ted that guy screwed you over horribly (laughs) and his agent Danny Reed. So he tells them his plan. And they kind of just laugh it off. They're like, bro, that's kind of stupid. And Danny, his agent, has to go like to a flower shop to get flowers for Lila because she's a fucking diva. And (laughs) in the flower shop, he meets this other girl who's kind of trying to talk him up, talk to him and be like, yo, I'm a performer. Like, put me in your show, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, "Mm, no, we don't do that. But... 
my friend is putting on this thing called the Holiday Inn where you perform on holidays. And he kind of just like pushes her towards Jim. Yep. And she's cool with it. So she heads out to the farm, to the inn, to audition, essentially. They end up back at the inn and he auditions her singing White Christmas. This is the first time ever that this song, this is basically its premiere. Yeah. I've never heard this song before. Imagine the movie White Christmas doesn't exist. This came out like 15 years before. This is where that song came from. Yeah. And they sing White Christmas first. Um, Oh my gosh. First, Jim sings his part, of course, and he kind of shows her how to do it. And then she gets him or he gets her to jump in with him and duet. And they kind of duet back and forth for White Christmas. And it's super cute. Um, And there's already like kind of flirty tension there. You can see it and it's adorable. And she's like, okay, that was great. I'm in. Let's fucking do this. And he's like, yeah, first gig will be New Year's Eve. And, but I can't pay you right away. Like we haven't started making money yet. And I don't know when we will make money. So I don't know when we're going to be able to pay you. And she's like, it's cool. I just want to fucking perform. I haven't gotten a chance to perform ever. So let's fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, on or in New York, around New Year's Eve, right just before New Year's Eve, or, or maybe on New Year's Eve day, New Year's Eve afternoon i guess ted receives a note in his dressing room from lila saying that lila has left him to be with a millionaire yep lila is a cheating ass bitch lila's a piece of work she sucks so she pieces the fuck out this is like the day they're supposed to get married. <laughs> like on their wedding day she basically stands him up at the altar and he's just heartbroken so he goes he decides okay i'm gonna go support my friend jim i'm gonna go to his little thing i'm gonna get hella fucked up drunk because i'm heartbroken and then i'm gonna go support my friend jim and watch his thing so he rolls up to the new year's eve party and uh the girl linda yeah fucking hard because they have the same similar names Linda is and Jim are performing for New Year's Eve. Now, being super fucking drunk, he's like blackout drunk, doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He rolls up on Linda, who is like dancing in the middle of the crowd doing the show. And Fred Astaire starts dancing with her and they are magnificent together. Like it's fucking Fred Astaire. He's just this insanely good dancer. Right. Yeah. And. He dances with her and dances with her and dances with her. And his manager rolls up because he knows that that's where Ted is. And he sees them dancing and he's like, holy shit, that's his new dance partner. Like, yeah, Linda's the only option. Like, that's it's got to be her. But he only sees her from behind because they've been dancing. He never gets a glimpse of her face. (laughs) And thus is born the best line in this movie. I'm looking for the back of a girl. Yeah. (laughs) My God. (laughs) So Ted's fucked up drunk and Jim takes 
him upstairs to sleep it off basically puts him in a bed in the inn and just is like go to fucking sleep we'll talk about this tomorrow yeah um they do the whole thing like finish the show everyone goes away and the next morning ted and his manager and jim are all in the inn talking and they're kind of filling in ted on what happened last night and he's like oh yeah i kind of remember dancing like that whoever that was was wonderful and danny's like we have to fucking find her she works here right and jim's kind of like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he's like that's it we have to find her she she's gonna be his new dance partner we're gonna do all these things and all jim can see in this moment is his like life crashing down like they had a connection, <coughs> been flirty this whole time, and he's about to just get like his girl stolen from him again. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck. He gives a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> so he gives her a fake name. Uh, he gives a fake name for her to um, Ted. Yep. And Ted's searching for this girl and they're, they can't find her. So they're like, okay, we'll come back on the next holiday and we will yeah. find her because uh, <laughs> Danny remembers what the back of her looks like. So they come back on Lincoln's birthday and Danny is looking around the party, staring at every single woman's backside, trying to find the girl that Ted danced with. They're both like creepily looking at all these girls and all these dudes are like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Get your eyes off my girl. And when Jim finds out that Ted and Danny have come to find Linda, he's like, he goes to Linda's dressing room and is like, hey, you know what would be a really good idea? If we did this in blackface. Because he doesn't want them to find her, which which is like, I mean, not wanting the boys to find her makes sense, but fucking performing in blackface to make that happen was not the right call, Bing Crosby. I got so uncomfortable. Like I had to pause the movie when he pulled out that sponge and rubbed it on her face the first time. And I was like, oh. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, yeah, no. So he applies her blackface makeup and then he puts his own blackface makeup on and they get into costume and then they go out and do this song and dance, which happens like the set for the song and dance is like on a riverboat looking thing. Yeah. Um, which doesn't make sense because, you know, Abraham Lincoln was fucking from Illinois. So yep. riverboats, not exactly what I think of when I think of Illinois. And then, like I said earlier, the entire jazz band, which is like a full 20, 30 it's, piece. Yeah, jazz it's band, like a 18, 20 piece jazz band. Yeah, a full jazz band is in blackface and all of the backup dancers, men and women slash waiters are also in blackface for this whole like Lincoln song. Um, And I haven't even mentioned, so the blackface is like, 
the blackface is horrible guys this is just atrocious but i forgot to mention earlier there is also a mammy character in this film and when i say mammy character hopefully you know what the fuck i'm talking about yeah this is just a horrible horrible fucking racist trope that happened in movies for years and years and years and years and years it was the only role that many african-american women could get for a long time where they played basically a housemaid they were the cook they cooked and cleaned and they took care of the kids in the house that is like you will see it all the time many of the times if in the older older films that like are period pieces they're slaves okay very common to have like house slaves in movies that are that take place in the 1600s 1700s even 1800s early 1800s yeah Um, but when we get to the 1900s here remember this is 1942 we're talking about this woman's no longer a slave no works for him as a maid but her fucking name is literally mammy in this like yeah the tropes it's it exploded my brain okay i'm i can't even talk about it but in this yeah. fucking lincoln song there's a a second in it a verse in it where it turns to mammy and mammy is singing about how great abraham lincoln was to her two little children and how he's the reason that they're safe and that they get to be how they are now and i'm like yes but this is so uh why it's why degrading it's degrading it really is it's it's, it's absolute awful. poop it's awful so it's like rubbing it in it's salting the wound in yeah. the worst way yeah so after this scene or in this whole scene, before they start singing, Jim asks Linda to stay with him between holidays. Like, they're not really dating, but kind of. And when he asks her this, she takes it as a proposal. And without a ring. But she's like, fuck it. Yes, let's do it. Let's live together. Um, so Jim hides Linda at while the other two are um, searching for her. And they can't find her. So they leave, right? Yeah. They went away for like a hot second. Yeah. So they go away and they're like, okay, well, we'll be back for the next holiday which is Valentine's Day, which is in two fucking days, okay? (laughs) So they're rehearsing on Valentine's Day for the Valentine's Day show, which is insane to me. Like, this is the first time they've fucking rehearsed a song, right? Yeah. And He's like, oh, I wrote a song. Here you go. Take a listen. Yes. (laughs) So Jim presents Linda with this new song called Be Careful, It's My Heart. And when Jim gives her the music to this song and sings it to her, he's singing it as, here's my heart. Like, I love you, basically. Yeah. And 
in the middle of him singing this song, Ted arrives and notices that it's her. He's like, fuck, that's the girl. And him and Linda start dancing. Wreck, like, he's like, holy shit, that's it. And Ted demands that Jim prepare them a number to perform. Like, we have to dance together for something. Like, let's fucking figure it out. We got to do it. Yeah. So now he gives him, like, this is, this is like, literally it's like super fancy. <laughs> it's got to be super elegant and super fancy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's this would literally be like walking on to a Broadway strip seeing a playbill for a show looking at the the lead actor or actress walking in willy-nilly and saying i love that actress i have to perform with her i love that actor i have to perform with him and saying i don't give a fuck who you are i will be dancing make it happen mm-hmm your ass would be in jail in like three seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. So Ted tells Jim, it's got to be fancy. It's got to be elegant. You know, it's Washington. Like, that's what I think about for when I think about Washington, right? It's elegant 18th century stuff. So it's Washington's birthday now. And Ted and Linda are going to perform this elaborate 18th century piece. Like they're in period costumes. They've got the big old like giant wigs and all these things. And in this piece that they have prepared, Ted is planning on kissing Linda. Like there's a bunch of different dips where he's going to kiss her. And it's going to be like romantic, essentially, like the to add the romance to the dance or whatever. Um, So this beautiful minuet is playing like the the band is playing it. And uh, Jim is of course, directing the band because it's Bing Crosby and they're playing this beautiful minuet. And every time they get close to kissing, he switches it to fucking jazz (laughs) points to the drummer and he counts off. He's like, one, two, three, four. And then they fucking play in jazz. This scene, like if you do not watch this movie, I'm going to tell you right now, don't, you're just going to be fucking mad. But Google or YouTube, the Washington's birthday scene from this movie just to watch fucking Bing Crosby fuck with Fred Astaire. It is so funny. Like the switch from minuet to jazz, it does not make up for the Lincoln's birthday thing at all. Let me tell you that. No. Not even close. But it no. is funny as fuck. The switching yeah. from minuet to jazz dancing. It's hilarious. So after he foils that, um, Ted asks Linda to be his permanent dance partner. He's like, yo, like, I've got this show. You need to come join me. We're going to do this whole thing. You're going to be the best dance partner. Like, it's going to be great. And Linda's like, sorry, but no, I have already signed a contract. I'm going to be here for all of the holidays for the rest of the year. And she and Jim are engaged. Yeah. She's like, Sorry, I can't. We're we're engaged. And Ted is like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And he fucking leaves and he goes and finds Jim and he asks Jim, uh, why didn't you tell me you and Linda were engaged? And Jim's like, uh, oh yeah, we totally are. Like, 
my bad i forgot to tell you like he didn't know that they were engaged because they're not yeah just misunderstood the question (laughs) oh yeah he plays it off as best he could um at easter well but but before all this before all this this is another asshole moment of Ted, which really oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He says to Linda, when she says, no, I have a contract here. I'm engaged. And he goes, oh, but that's not fair because I love you now too. You've got to give me a chance. Yeah. And Bitch, I was you like, you don't even know me. Go fuck yourself. You grabbed my ass drunk at a new year's dance. And you out here thinking you in love with me. You didn't even know my name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this man. So also at the end of this scene, he re- Ted recognizes that Jim like was shocked to find out that he was engaged. So he immediately goes to his manager, Danny, and is like, that was kind of fucking weird, right? And he's like, they kind of scheme that now they're going to break them up that's like what's going to happen they're going to get linda to fall in love with ted and break him and her and jim up so that they can have the best dance team ever award or whatever the fuck yeah it is so scuzzy like (laughs) made my fucking skin crawl how scuzzy ted was like oh yeah gross okay now we're at easter uh, Jim and Linda go to church together and it's super cute. They take a romantic like singing carriage ride from the church back to the inn. It's adorable. They're like super cute and in love. And when they get back to the inn, they are met by Ted, who is like, guess what? I'm going to live here with you guys now. I'm going to join the show because I don't got shit else to do because, you know, Lila left me and I hate New York at the moment. So he straight up says, I think farm life will be good for me too. I love what I see that you two have here. Yeah. It's fucking fucking No. So Linda is like, cool, cool, cool. Like you're going to stay here. That'll be fine. Like you're just another person in our show. And Jim's like, "Mm, I don't like this because Ted is a dick. Wowie. So, of course, Jim was right because he knows his best friend, who is a super douche. (laughs) And his feelings are confirmed on Independence Day when he overhears Ted and Danny discussing an offer from Hollywood representatives. Have you met Ted? Yeah. Who will use the 4th of July show to audition Ted and Linda for movies. Basically, the plan is... We're going to come watch them. And if they're great, we're going to offer them this fat contract to come to Hollywood. So Jim trying to save Linda from save himself from losing Linda, basically bribes his driver, Gus, to stall Linda. And this is the funniest scene in this whole movie. (laughs) Easily the funniest scene in this whole movie. Gus is like, okay, Linda, I know a shortcut. And they're fucking driving down this like dirt road and he goes to take this shortcut and he like turns the steering wheel all crazy and then they end up in a fucking creek. Like a deep ass <laughs> creek. <laughs> oh my god. What shortcut is this? 
So is Linda, it, no, I've waited through here before. She's like, okay, well, I'll just hitchhike with somebody. I'll catch a ride from someone who's going to the show. Like, there's a bunch of people coming to the show. <laughs> um, we'll just go together. Like, I'll find the next ride. So she gets in the car with none other than Lila from the beginning of the movie, and her and Lila get to chatting. Um, not anything super specific, really, about who each one of them is. But Lila's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming because I'm going to be in the show tonight. I'm dancing with Ted. Some Hollywood executives are coming to see us dance and all these different things. And then they're going to fly us away, whisk us away to Hollywood. And Linda has pieced all the pieces together now. She's like, oh, so that creek bullshit, that was on purpose to stop me from dancing with Ted to keep me from going to Hollywood. Um, well, if I don't get to go to Hollywood, nobody gets to go to Hollywood. So she tells fucking Lila, hey, I am, I work in the show. Like I'm one of the actresses. If you let me drive your car, I can get us there 15 minutes faster. I know a shortcut. And Lila's like, sure, why not? So Linda gets in the driver's seat and takes a shortcut right into the fucking creek again. (laughs) This is the best like five minutes of this film easily. (laughs) <laughs> where they fucking have two cars stuck in the creek and the girls are just kind of like shit out of luck like what the fuck else are they gonna do meanwhile back at the show which has started now ted is freaking out like nobody is there to dance with him even though two girls were supposedly coming to come dance with him so well he didn't know lila was coming you're right you're right you're right you're right so, so he was like where's linda freaking out right yeah and Lila rolls up. No, what is it? Mm. No, Linda rolls up. You're right, you're right. So Linda arrives, um, and Ted has impressed the studio honchos. Like he already did his dance all by himself, and they're like with fireworks. Fuck, fuck that was great. Yeah, with fireworks. That was a whole yikes. Yeah, yikes. that was a lot. Fireworks. Um and and he rolls up, you know, or he's impressed everybody. And she gets super irritated at Jim because Jim didn't trust her to make her own decision. So Linda's like, bye, I'm going to Hollywood. I'm going to go do this. And the Hollywood execs are like, hey, this holiday and idea is brilliant. We want to make a movie. We will pay you to come up with the rest of the songs for the rest of the year. We'll take all the stuff you've already done. Just, you know, come out to Hollywood and do all these things. And he's like, um, there's where I'm going to stop you, chief. I'm not going to Hollywood. I'm going to stay right here at my fucking Holiday Inn. Um, and I'll just wire you the music. Like, you can fucking figure it out, but I'm not. I'm I not- love that he says, don't contact me before you hear from me. Yeah. Um, and basically he puts the big middle finger up to both Linda and Ted because Ted basically won again. He's like, yeah. well, go fuck yourself, Ted, because apparently stealing one of my girlfriends wasn't good enough for you. Yeah. Um, you know, in not so many words, he says it in a much more elegant Bing Crosby kind of way. <laughs> So because, you know, it's 1942 and there's not really any holidays in August or September or October at the time, you know, because Halloween is for the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanksgiving rolls around and 
we find the inn completely closed. There's not going to be a, a Thanksgiving show. And Jim is super depressed, like he fucking should be after two of his serious girlfriends get fucking napped up by Ted because Ted is the fucking worst. Okay. He's preparing this Thanksgiving song to send. And he, the song is super depressing. It's all about how sad he is and all these different things. And his housekeeper, Mammy, of course, she's, you know, in every movie, every trope, the fucking maid comes out with, you know, the, the best word of advice in the whole film. The bomb drop. Yeah, you know, she wasn't allowed to go to the fucking premiere of the film, but she had the best fucking words of advice. Yeah. God, racism is fuck. Racism is fucking trash. Yeah. Um, so she's like, look, you have to do, you have to win her back. You have to talk to her the way a woman wants to be talked to. You can't just like assume everything's going to be just fine and dandy. You got to like wow her with your intentions and your words and, you know, talk to her how you think, how women want to be talked to basically win her back, how women want to be won back. And he's like, you know what? You're fucking right, Mammy. That's a great idea. And he goes to California to try and win her back. He arrives on yeah, Christmas Eve just as Ted is preparing to marry Linda. Like they're literally getting married. They're going to film a scene for their movie, the Christmas Eve scene, and then, or the Christmas scene for the film, and then they're going to get on a plane and leave to go get married. So they roll up and Jim confronts Ted in his dressing room and is like, yo, this is some bullshit. And Ted and Danny try to lock Jim in a closet because they know that if Jim and Linda get to talking, everything's going to implode on them. Like she's going to leave him for Jim and it's going to be horrible. So they try to lock Jim in a closet. But the closet has a back door. So Jim gets out and then locks them in Ted's dressing room. Thank fucking God. Oh, yeah. Then he gets to the movie set and he's like, you know, friends with the director or whatever, because, of course, he's the one seeing sending all the music over. And he's like wandering around looking at all the sets and he's just chilling on the side. And then Linda comes in and he's looking in through kind of a window on the set. uh, And she starts singing White Christmas. Like her scene in the movie is to sing White Christmas as she's being pulled by a horse-drawn carriage um, in front of the inn. So she starts singing White Christmas and she gets inside the inn and into or at the piano and realizes something of Jim's is on the piano. There's like a pipe that Jim always has. And she's like, that's weird. This is Jim's. And she kind of freaks out for a minute and forgets the words, kind of stops. And then Jim jumps in and joins her in the song and continues the music and she's just confused like wait what the fuck where what's going on and then she sees jim jim comes out from behind the thing and linda runs up to him and hugs him and the director yells cut then it cuts directly from them embracing back to the holiday inn on new year's eve the real holiday inn yeah. Ted is reunited with Lila and they're going to be part of the show now. They're dancing team again. 
and Jim and Linda. The same, the same song from the beginning show. Yeah, from the New Year's Eve show at the very beginning. And Jim and Linda are going to sing together for the rest of their days. Like they plan for the rest of their life together at the end. And credits. End of the movie. Thank God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this movie is considered a holiday classic and does get played on a lot of different uh, holiday classic movie, whatever, movie groupings. You see it a lot. But like I said earlier, there's a lot of shit that they cut from this film because it just won't fly. And personally, I think it should just get taken off these lists completely because (laughs) if you have to edit a movie that much, it ain't worth it. It ain't a holiday classic, especially mm-hmm. if it has fucking blackface. Get that shit out of here. Yep. All right. So, Emma, who is your favorite character in this movie? Uh, well, I don't like her name, but Mammy. Yeah. Mammy was great. She had her head on her shoulders. She was like, bro, you need to get your shit together. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to say that? But fuck you. Get your shit together. Yeah. And it was great. She, that one scene where she told him what for, that was it. Everything else, poop dukes Yeah, I agree. Mammy was the best. Um, The stereotypes are just horrible. Oh, big time. But she was incredible. Um. I forgot to mention her kids also play into horrible stereotypes, of course. Um, yep. They're like six or seven, and they're yep. just supposed to be like Father Time and Baby New Year. Oh, and they're they're they play ignorant AF. Like they're supposed to be just dumb as a bag of rocks. And it is horrible. <sighs> yeah, and yeah, child porn, basically. When the little girl is dressed like Baby New Year, even though she is like nine. Yeah. She's not even like six. She is like nine. And they have her out there in a a cheesecloth. Yeah. In a fucking cheesecloth and nothing else. Yeah. This, it, I, how? I don't understand how this film gets put on anything, on any list. Who was like, yeah, that's okay. Let's just keep showing this in perpetuity forever. This is totally a Christmas classic, uh-huh. except for, you know, the blackface and the child porn. Jesus Christ. You know what? what's really the Christmas spirit? A bunch of cheaters and racism. Yeah, that's Christmas. Yeah. So I will give an honorable mention to Jim. Um, he, he does tried. do some kind of shady things trying to get, trying to hide Linda from Ted or not letting her make her own decision. Yeah. Um, but I, but like, I feel for the guy because he's already had this happen to him at least once that we've seen. Who knows if it's happened more than that? Yeah. But Ted is like super dick best friend. So he's just trying to protect any woman that will look his way. He's like, no, you can, you can't be friends with Ted. Ted is an awful person. Yep. All right. Who is your least favorite character? Gee, I wonder. Um, <laughs> I put the terrible trio Ted, Lila, and Danny. Danny was, oh, he sucked too. Danny was absolute trash. Mm-hmm. 
But those three, I swear to God. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I I have I am very rarely speechless, but I have no words for those three. Yeah. Like just just like you were saying at the beginning of this, it's this movie left me speechless in so many ways mm-hmm. that I'm just like uh okay i guess somebody paid money for that all right (laughs) so i'm gonna say ted is my least favorite lila and danny are a very close second danny is the one who comes up with the idea to steal her away and lila is a cheating ass hoe like She's a gold digging, cheating asshole. Like, fuck her. But Ted, Fred Astaire, like, I am not well versed in Fred Astaire's work. And I'm not going to pretend to be well versed in his stuff. I've seen like maybe two films, three films that he's been in. But I have never seen him be such a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know if this is just like his if this was fun for him being a douchebag or if he generally plays douchebags in films, again, I am not well-versed in Fred Astaire, but goddamn, like, the man can dance, but his character was a super dick. Oh, yeah. Fucking worst. (laughs) All right, let's do seven-word synopsis. Yay! I'll go first, because I only got one, because, because I couldn't. Okay, Holiday classic? This ain't the one, Chief. Yup. <laughs> That's it. Yup. Uh, well, I only had a few. One of them is 14 words because it was too funny to shorten. All right. So I have, does Bing always say, say, when's the last time you had a day off? Because I'm pretty sure he says that in every movie. Like, are you are you hinting at something? Yeah, that like, he never actually gets a day off. Yeah. And then holiday-ish, as one word, holiday-ish story of cheating with racist features. Mm-hmm. And then I have an alliterative. Mm-hmm. How have hijinks helped happiness here? Hell if I know. <laughs> Yeah, this movie was a fucking mess. <laughs> it's a hot ass mess, y'all. It's... Please, if you if you watch this movie every year, like please, 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 please consider not. Yes. This is one of those movies that just deserves to like get pushed to the back of the shelf somewhere and never spoken about again. Like let's uh, just yeah. pretend like pretend like... it wasn't a thing. Like all the Weinstein Company movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rough. We're just going to, you know, we'll put it up on a shelf high in the back, and we're never going to talk about it again, okay? Because a lot of people love Bing Crosby, okay? His later, st- his music is incredible. White Christmas is still one of the biggest selling fucking records of all time. Yeah. 
the movie White Christmas with him is, you know, the holiday classic. Like, everyone yeah. fucking blows their load over that movie. So let's just like, let's never talk about Holiday Inn again. <laughs> Put it on a shelf. Put it away. I wish. Oh, boy, or howdy. That, I mean, yeah. And let's just cancel Bing Crosby. But I know that'll never happen. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, well, it was a different time. And, you know, blackface was acceptable then. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, hmm. Bing Crosby was a jazz singer, meaning that many of the musicians he worked with most of the time were black. So, like, he should know that blackface is not right. And he should yep. have chosen not to do it. Yep. But I'm telling you, if we if we could have done a live recording, like a reaction to, oh my God, what I would have given for y'all to be a fly on the text thread yeah. between Katie and I. I watched this probably a full day before Katie did. And the whole yep. time... I'm sitting here screaming from one end of my house to the other at my husband going, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Yep. And then Katie's texting me the next day. She's like, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I was like live, live texting to Emma while I was watching it. And then as soon as that movie was over, I had to like leave my couch. I couldn't handle it. So I turned off my TV and I walked back into the back room where Otis was playing video games. And I was like, Beast, you should be fucking glad you didn't watch that movie. You would have been so mad. You would have gotten up and left. Like, Otis would have gotten up and walked the fuck out. Yep. It's trash. So if you make a promise this year to yourself or to anyone else, that promise is do not ever pay money to or love or anything holiday in yeah the movie don't i do don't it. know anything about the company do what you got to do but this movie yeah. sucks nope not a thing all right yeah. this movie came out in 1942 emma do you yes. have a guess what the budget might be three dollar dues that is so fucking close million dollars. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, but in 1942, where did $3 million come from? Who the fuck knows? Bruh. But they all went to the fucking costumes and stages that were at this inn. (laughs) The production value. For having no money and hella fucking debt. Yeah, this Jim guy is spent supposedly broke. Okay, hundreds. That's why he chose to make this like a review, like a show thing where people would pay to come. Hundreds of fucking thousands of dollars per holiday show. For sure, the Fourth of July show probably cost them a million dollars easily alone. In so this Fourth of July show, he built an entire outdoor stage, like a raised yeah. outdoor stage. Yeah, with this beautiful like 4th of July, like Oval Office looking background or like this back, yeah, background. And then it had this beautiful custom curtain that was like all patriotic and flag. Oh, yeah. And they had a fucking 
when the curtain opened, a fucking like projector screen dropped down and they showed a fucking movie about America, like a short projection movie while he sang about it, about America and the war effort. Yeah. How the fuck did you, how, how did you just own a fucking projector and a, and a screen and had video of FDR and like all these different things? I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. It was, it was a lot. I'm like, wow, for being in debt, you are really not helping yourself. Yeah. And the costumes for that 4th of July show. Jesus. Were like, they were fire. So the, the girl costumes reminded me of, um, Captain America. Yeah. It's the star spangled man with the plan. Like yep. the girls from that scene, the star spangled man with the plan scene in the first Captain America, when he comes out and they're like singing and dancing about how great Captain America is. Oh, it was yeah. exactly that, except in 1940. So a little bit cuter, less slutty. <laughs> yep. Fucking insane. Okay, so this movie cost 3.2 million to make. What do you think it made? 52. Oh no, no, no. This movie made 3.8 million dollars. <laughs> so just barely cleared its budget. Um yeah and that's saying something because remember that this is a time when movies would stay in the theater for quite a while like six months yeah because there wasn't a lot of opportunity to show like to get new films yeah like films were being made hollywood was making films but a lot of theaters couldn't afford to like buy a new film every week to have to play so they would just play the same film over and over and over again for weeks so yeah 3.8 million dollars jesus holy shit all right do you have anything else to say about 1942's holiday inn i really don't (laughs) i really don't (laughs) yeah same um it's it's rough guys you will be upset if you have never seen the full version of this film and you choose to watch it which i am discouraging if you choose to watch it you will be upset Yep. And if you aren't, for some reason, uh, a bunch of white folks doing blackface and a mammy character, um... I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> you should uh, take a look inward, because you're oh. probably super racist. Like, gross. Yep. Alright, so, if you have questions or comments about Holiday Inn and you disagree with us and you think it's a holiday classic that should live through the ages, um, first off, you're wrong. Secondly, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. You can email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com or we have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. I'm dead. You're I've wrong you're wrong you're wrong um so thank you so much for listening and we will see you again tomorrow with another episode of the christmas movie countdown bye bye guys racism is bad for fucking real